A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Social media X. If you said what you said, then say it with the full force of your real profile. Mm. People can be crazy, but you don't want them to bring the crazy out of you. <laughs> Social media has given rise to the greatest MLM schemes we mm. have seen <laughs> in our time. You need to start making these algorithms work for you. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And today we are doing a good old-fashioned spring clean yes sisters we know it's cold we know it's winter well here in the uk anyway but it's time to get your dusters out we are trying to make sure your social media feeds are decluttered that you have a productive and healthy feed this year so that as you are consuming social media as most of us do spend a lot of time on it you are still feeding your mind body and your soul with good healthy things to help you glow and grow in 2023 and so we're going to be talking about constructing curating your feed letting go of some bad bad content piggybacking off of last week's episode Mm -hmm. as well as how to apply some critical thought to your feed because the internet is a a wild place you might come across some stuff you didn't want to see so we want to make sure that you can deal with it when you see it so yes before we get into today's episode housekeeping announcements i think it's so ironic that this is a spring cleaning video and we're doing housekeeping there we go so (laughs) vision fund applications are still open they are open till the 28th of january if you don't know what the vision fund is it's proof that you haven't been listening to season four (laughs) but that's okay we're only three episodes deep you still got some time go and listen to our last two episodes where we go into detail about what the vision fund is but a little synopsis for you we are giving away a thousand pounds to two lovely ladies this year to invest in their glowing and growing journeys and whatever vision they have whether that's starting an organization working on their own personal development investing in their community we want you to put forth your vision and let us know what it is you are doing and then we can hopefully pick someone who we can support with a thousand gbp straight to your account so applications for the first half of this year are open they close on the 28th of january as i said so please head to the link in the description and in the show notes so that you can send in your application we wouldn't want you to miss out any other show housekeeping buy the book Yes. So <laughs> as you are listening to this episode, we are currently recording our audio book. Um, so yeah, get the book. <laughs> get the book. The link is in Bad the description. It's pretty much everywhere. But also please do send in your ding, ding, ding dilemmas. As we mentioned last week, some of the dilemmas will be featured in the uh, audio book. And so because we are in the present like in the present time actually recording it please get those sent in asap so that we can have a look at your dilemmas and you know see which ones fit but yes we are we are making progress on the book march 9th the book is published so it's available for pre-order for the uk girlies us girlies international sisters we are working we are working us and our publishers are working to make sure that you get some bits and bobs to you asap I think that's all with the house. I the think house so is kept. Too. The house is kept. So let's get into the deep clean. All right. <laughs> but before we do that, we have a ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Let's get into it. 
Hello, my online sisters. Hey. How are you doing? How are you doing, Ooh. Renee? Well, blessed and highly favoured. <laughs> <That's> so- <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so kind. Good. Thank you for never... Thank you for your never ending wisdom. This is how I'm going to be on the audio book, guys. Please pray for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This year has started off rocky. I literally cut off my closest friends. I had two. One walked up to me one day and said she had built up anger for months. Honestly, that shook me. And I apologize for making her feel that way. Mm -hmm. But our friendship didn't recover. My other friend was sleeping with my on and off ex. And that just broke me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, but yeah. (laughs) I love, love my friends, but I was doubting if they loved me too. And I cut them off. However, I miss them dearly, but I'm stuck on forgiving a mistake or just letting back people that hurt me. My quality of relationships is in the trenches Mm -hmm. and I am stuck on my next step. Should I try to build new friendships or rekindle the old ones despite them leading me to borderline depression? It's an absolute no. <laughs> we are closing the borders. Mayday, mayday. Do not open. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> Speak on it. Sorry, that was just giving me a visual of um, The Walking Dead. They built a wall to keep all the mm-hmm. zombies out. And the way that that wall closes as soon as the zombies come in contact, that's yes. what I need in this life yes. right now. First of all, sis, I am so sorry that you went through that. Yeah. Not just the experience with your first friend, but also your second friend. Yes. And the fact that this has had such a deep impact on your, not just your mental health, but also your emotional mm. and like spiritual health. I can really imagine these kind of situations really breaking your spirit. Mm. Um, so I just want to say sorry that this is something that you've experienced and wishing you genuine love. Um, and the first thing that I want you to do is heal, girl. Take some time to heal. Thanks. Like these are really big things that you've endured and big relational challenges that you've come across. And I think the question isn't even necessarily whether you should rekindle just Mm. yet or be thinking about new friendships, but how do you feel about this? Mm. Right? Like how has this really um, impacted you? Have you processed through those emotions? Do you feel ready to start opening yourself up to, you know, friends again? Mm. Um, Speaking on like your first situation with your first friend, I think that is a terrible, (laughs) terrible thing to do as a friend. Um, Obviously you, you, able to apologize once you were made aware of the situation Mm. but i think one of the um, problems of stonewalling and repressing issues or um, emotions is it ends up in this kind of like pent up rage pent up anger and it comes across as quite like surprising when somebody just shares that they actually have not Mm. liked you for x amount of time so kudos to you for handling that i think taking some time to really unpack that and really figure out okay cool like what kind of relationships would you want moving forward? One that is a bit more transparent, mm. conducive. What can you do to ensure that, you know, both parties feel comfortable mm. enough to share how they're feeling yeah. as and when, yeah. as opposed to, you know, keeping something in for months is quite problematic. Sure. Like, yo, whatever you did, cool, but yo, she said me. So I'm really sorry that that happened, but genuinely thinking about what does transparency really look like for you moving forward is the first step in that mm. situation. And also having some distance from that person as well. Mm. I think it's so, so important, especially if somebody has the capacity to have that much anger and that much emotions built up against you without yeah. telling you. I think that's a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that you actually maintain your distance for a period of time. Mm -hmm. As for my good sis number two, who was out here doing a dirty with your ex on like on the low, low, on the low, low. Personally, for me, 
when obviously I have no idea, no context around mm-hmm. these kind of relationships, but you know, typical girl code is, you know, those kind of areas are a bit sticky, especially if it's something that you didn't know about. Mm. Um, and obviously again, I don't have the details, so I can't make too much of a judgment or give too much, um, of my thoughts, but I would say that if there, if it is the case that this was something that was going on and you weren't aware of it, or it made you feel some type of way and you express that to your friend, then again, some distance is really required from all parts involved your ex Mm. I'm assuming you had um no contact with your ex or at least limited contact with your ex um but at least with the friend I think having some distance is very very important and then again going through that process of healing right what does that look like for you it might look like of course there's the typical things that we do around like journaling spending some time alone really falling in love with yourself again but I think a central and integral part of your healing process is defining what do you want in friendship moving forward based on what you've experienced and how will you also contribute, but what do you want from other people as well? Now that you have this data and these experiences, Mm -hmm. you can say, I want more transparent relationships. I want, you know, friendships with people who don't necessarily feel that um, it's okay to you know, get involved in any kind of romantic altercation with somebody that Mm. I've previously been with, right? Mm. So now you can articulate what kind of boundaries make sense for you moving forward. And then I would definitely encourage if you don't have any like acquaintances or kind of semi-close friends, then that's when it's okay for you to venture into the new friend territory. So now that you have a clear picture of what friendship means to you, what those boundaries are, you can now start exploring new friendships. And again, obviously the sisterhood is here, Mm. but thinking about the people that are around you in real life that are in relative proximity to you is a great way to start those relationships up. Mm. As you know, it pertains to the friends of yours that you're kind of asking, does, is it worth pursuing a relationship Mm. with them? Again, giving it some distance, I'll never say never. Mm. It's very much dependent on you. And, you know, obviously I'm a big proponent of forgiveness and really working on relationships and moving forward. However, acknowledging that trust has been broken there and trust needs to be rebuilt is something that all parties will need to um, agree to. And it will need to be something that you all need to be very clear about and intentional about moving forward. And that may take quite a substantial amount of time to Mm. be able to move forward with those relationships. So I would definitely encourage you try and invest in those new friendships or those kind of like kind of close friendships, acquaintances that you may have around you. And also don't pressurize yourself into trying to mend those broken relationships that you have with those people. Mm -hmm. And it's also perfectly fine for you to just say, you know what, clean slate completely. Forgiving you, process this. I don't want to be friends with you moving forward. I can love you from afar. That's also perfectly okay. Mm. The ball is in your court. But I would definitely prioritize healing first, Mm. processing first, Mm -hmm. and then really investing in the close relationships or the kind of like semi um, semi close friendships that you may have with um, other people Mm. and then thinking about new friendships. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's what I would say. That's really good. What would you say? I think that's really good advice. I think that's comprehensive. I think I personally would have conversations, especially if you're not happy with the way things ended I would have conversations with my friends around like hey you know let's talk this one out but at the same time if they are unresponsive a bridge has to be built on both sides and so I think it's important for you to kind of sit down and think do I really want to be friends with them if they are not putting in the active effort to repair our relationship as well if that's the case and they're not then there's so many people out there in this world who you can make friends with mm-hmm. and start to build new relationships with or build upon, like Renee was saying, like acquaintances or people who are in, you know, a bit further out um, in terms of the circles that they're in. However, I think for you, 
definitely take time to process what has happened to you and definitely take time to absorb the wisdom that you could gain from the loss of these friendships Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of lessons to be learned here which Renee has outlined I think in terms of knowing how you want your friends to communicate with you if there is something that you have done to offend them um knowing that you know, whether, you know, friendships and relationships, romantic relationships, just knowing what the boundaries are, what your expectations are. I think you can really reflect on this, these two experiences and think, what do I want from my next relationships going forward? And that's completely okay. Sometimes it's all right to leave relationships without the person, but having gained the lesson um, involved. And so it's not, you know, time lost or a relationship wasted. You got from it what you needed. It's sad that it ended the way it did, but sometimes you just have to heal and say goodbye buy to these things um it takes time and that's okay also take time to heal within community if you can depend on other established relationships which you had I know these were like your two closest friends and to lose them around the same time may have you thinking is there something wrong with me so I think it's also important to surround yourself with people who love you and love you in the way that you want to be loved um and to soak up that love as well as well as to you know vent and be honest about how it is that you are feeling without like gossiping and stuff like that but I do think you hopefully don't just have the didn't just have those two friends but actually you have other people who you can lean on in this time and take time to enjoy being in their presence making memories with them so Sis, we are very, very sad that this happened to you, but hopefully, you know, better friendships are on the horizon um, and we wish you all the best in this situation. Your friends do sound like they have a lot of glowing and growing to do themselves. Um, So maybe send them this episode. (laughs) So (laughs) She said, before we start talking, listen to this (laughs) Yeah, maybe send them this episode or the podcast in general, because the girls like to be sharing the podcast. So on that note, if you haven't shared the podcast with someone that's near and dear to you, um, are they near and dear to you? You know, that is the question, you know share hit that share button just send it just pop it over to an auntie on whatsapp there you go. your mom your sister i'm sure your cousins would enjoy it <laughs> maybe your hairdresser <laughs> someone someone needs to be listening they, there you go You're <laughs> well into the spring clean all right social media usage yes i wanted to start this episode off well the whole reason why we wanted to do yeah. this episode in the first place was because obviously we're here on the socials right, you know you right. can follow us you could do whatever mm-hmm. we'd be creating content or whatever mm-hmm. but um so do so many other people millions of people around the world Absolutely. and we not only follow you know our favorite content creators or people who you know bear that title we also follow our friends our family we keep up with each other's lives on social media and social networking sites and social media is such a powerful tool Um, as a full-time creator I know that like the internet it blows my mind all the time however sometimes it blows my mind in bad ways sometimes it makes me a little upset sometimes it it ruins my day, you know? And the reason why is because the internet is a reflection of the society we live in, but I right. would say on steroids because people can hide behind fake accounts. Right. They can hide behind big following sometimes. Um, and sometimes it feels like a, a place that's not actually not real. So we wanted to talk about how you can navigate through social media to use it and leverage it as the powerful tool that it is without getting caught in a lot of the crossfires that we see on social media feeds. Yeah. And so the first thing I wanted to talk about was social media icks. 
Is there anything that you see on social media or you have been seeing or that people do on socials that just make you go like, ill, lock my phone, I need to walk away, whether that be on our favorite, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter's the worst one for me, but we'll get into that. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is that you're using. That is a great question. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Social media is. There's quite a few that like, literally, I'm like, which one is the first one that I want to talk about first? Um, I think the first one for me that comes to mind is excessive use of social media. So it's like when you're constantly online or when somebody is constantly, you can see like literally everything about Mm. their lives 24 seven all the time. And I get that, you know, for creators or like semi creators or folks that just like to be social, it can be nice to be sharing their updates constantly. But sometimes like when I see that you're constantly on social media, I'm like attention, like what dude, like, is everything okay? Like, yo. Um, so if I'm constantly seeing like the same kind of people on socials 24 seven, they're ready to answer. Like you'll tweet something, they'll respond. You'll respond back, they'll respond. They're just, at, they're there. Quite a serious thing. That's like ick number one. Another ick that comes to mind for me is the faceless folk, the trolls. Uh-huh big ick yeah if i ever find anybody's ip address and it's somebody (laughs) close to me that is a troll online Mm. big big ick because it's often the folks that hide behind these faceless nameless um social media profiles that have the most to say about people they'll have the most do you know what i mean they'll have the most inconspicuous name it'll be like you know tom five three six seven eight two and they have like an egg as a profile picture and you'll post the most innocuous thing on social media whether it be youtube twitter instagram and they'll come either into your dms or in your comments and say the most like vile things the most rude things they'll take the point completely out of context and the worst Mm. thing is that obviously it's social media and you'll just be thinking okay this is a random person Mm. but people underestimate how much that can like really impact your mental health Mm. well-being and happiness and also it's just so icky Mm. like if you said what you said then say it with the full force of your real profile Mm. do you know what i mean Mm. i think it's very um it can come across as quite cowardly as well Mm. in some instances i get it that it's funny you know you want to yeah hilarious you've made a joke and you don't want things attached to you but i do think that there's a real danger and it is quite icky um to just be engaging with people feeling that you can't be free enough to engage with people with a real profile or have any kind of like stakes in what you're saying you yourself know that what you're saying is inflammatory and you need to hide behind these fake profiles so that's a big ick for me Mm. um what else is an ick child this ain't really an egg this is more of a just a a hilarious one but like you know when folks be taking um lots and lots of selfies Mm. like lots of selfies Mm -hmm. or lots of like videos that are just videos of selfies Mm -hmm. guys (laughs) turn the camera (laughs) and when it's at like a particular angle for me like when it's like down here Mm. bottom third i'm like i'm seeing chin and as much as you may have cute chins how can all of your profile just be hey guys do you know what i mean give me a bit of variety um (laughs) but those are some of the three that comes to mind Mm. i would be curious to hear like what icks you got for us what icks do i have surrounding social media so my first one is people that just have all the time to argue but don't want to really think critically like especially when it results in them just coming at you, like Mm -hmm. at your Mm -hmm. looks. I think social media is a place where people really cosplay depth. And it's like you 
instead of people hearing what you're saying or really trying to get to the bottom of it, I think we were talking about this last week, like trying yeah. to really get to a truth, they'll just be like, okay, but you're ugly. And it's like, did you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> like this, right, like, right. Uh, but also yeah. like, this is exactly how children act in a, right. a playground. And I think social media, like my biggest ick is people just can act very childish and, um, it's also full of a place where, I mean, it's also a place full of people who can teach you a lot as well. So it's not all bad, but I do find that I was listening to a podcast this morning. I was listening to Here's the Thing by Kevin mm. Stage and That Chick Angel. And they were talking about how the internet's a funny place because when we were all in school, like in the UK, we have sets, right? Everyone's like divided into sets. But in the internet, we're all in the same classroom right. and it's like... I, I don't even know how to engage in this. We're not even working at right. the same level here. And it's not to be arrogant. It's not, but it's sometimes to just know you have to pick your battles wisely. But sometimes these battles come picking you. And it's like, why are you trying to take me on when you're not even ready to spar? Do you get what I mean? And like, you're not ready to go f- blow for blow. You you just want to punch below the belt. Right. And it's like, that's, that's another thing that I find quite cowardly. Like people don't really want to come and talk. They want to fight. And it's like, it's not me that you're going to embarrass. And that's another ick. The internet is a place where people people feel too boldly to embarrass other people. And I think that that's like really unfair, especially when you think (laughs) about the fact that like people weaponize the fact they can hide so much about themselves. But when other people, maybe they've put their life on display or they can go for the low blows. It's just like, oh, let's embarrass that person. It's like, there is a fine line for me between banter Mm. and just like really jumping on someone's back and in a harmful harmful way. And I think that's why I don't like Twitter because I'm like, people jump on the bandwagon and it's like, you're too heavy to ride this. You're going to come with something too too deep too horrible and then we'll be out here in three weeks talking about mental health and then three weeks later with back to clownery and i think it's important to kind of just remember that people are human beings behind these accounts like even the the people that hide behind anonymous accounts they're still human beings as much as i hate it there's one particular hater i have on my youtube channel currently who just wants to come at me with like long essay comments every day jenny i actually see you i was gonna (laughs) Jenny Babes, I actually see you. Jenny, I'm if you're listening to this, this is I'm for gonna, you. Nobody talk. comes for my friends. Okay, Jenny? Okay, Jenny? You guys will see her. That's We're calling yes, you this out. this on my channel all the time. I don't even know why I'm talking about this here. I haven't talked about it on my channel because um, I'm like, I've got pre-recorded stuff co- coming out currently. But like, she just keeps, or they just keep coming at me. And it's like. Could even be a guy. It oh no, it really, it could really could. It really, really could. But even then, like I've had to teach myself compassion, even for the faceless, I guess, you know. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but you know what, Jenny side note, yeah. Jenny is coming. She's I f- I feel like I know people say this in the cliche, oh, you're just hurt. I feel like Jenny is very hurt, right? Um, and I actually want to have compassion and empathy for that because I kind of understand where she's coming from. Right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, because most of you won't, um, just go on my YouTube channel. If you scroll into some of like my community posts or my YouTube videos, you will see that Jenny, which has a purple um, icon, <laughs> is purple. It's like a purple pink. Um, sh- yeah, she <laughs> essays galore about why I am patronizing and all of these things. So to all of my haters listening, you have a comrade. Go and join. Jenny's gang but um yeah I think when I when I read her comments and stuff and I think just generally when you're on navigating the internet Mm. you can really perceive people's pain right 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 and I think that that's something 
people don't want to be empathetic towards. Mm. And sometimes it's it's valid because it's like people come at you without empathy or they come at you without respect. And so it's easy to just go back at them. But I think what I've been teaching myself as a creator, right. um, as, you know, a co-founder of this community is just humility. And I think the internet right. really does. People try to humble you. And I think that's the unfair part. But also sometimes you do need to navigate through the internet with a bit of humility right. because... People can be crazy, but you don't want them to bring the crazy out of you. <laughs> and that is, do you know what? That yeah. ick, that ick, because some of you guys be trifling on the internet, on the interwebs and I just the see. way that you interact with folk. Mm. I'm very much a big believer of come with the same energy online as you would in person. And I think one of my big associated icks is a lot of people will come with the biggest energy online, yeah. but in person... I didn't even hear you enter this but room. Also they, but that's the thing. You wouldn't even be in the same rooms. It reminds me of like when people talk about Laurie Harvey and they're like, I wouldn't date a Laurie Harvey who's currently going out of Damson Idris. And Jeez. you know what? As much as she's come up on the podcast, I really love Laurie Harvey. She's, she's dope, I mean. right? And I love that she's really in her dating bag. And Inside. she said, I'm going for the big boy ballless shot callers. Yeah. And I love it for Jeez. her. So yeah, anyways, I'm just waiting for her to date a prince. I feel like she could get there. I think she could. Too. Yeah, 100%. I think we she might could. even hear a scandal that William's been texting Laurie. I mean, he would have he would have put it in his book. Spare. No, that's Harry. Oh, sorry. Oh, man. Harry would have put that in the first chapter. One hundred and ten percent. But you know what's been the funniest <laughs> bit of the internet for me recently? It's the videos of how it's the comments about how Prince Harry loves Shansen. Shansen. Shansia. Shansia. No man can hear Harry. And the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised. Not at all. Because you know on I the internet, because you know how the internet, why well, I absolutely love the fact that the internet will take something and run with it. Yeah, I'll be seeing all sorts of, yes. um, and you know, my first taste of jollof rice with chicken. <laughs> Harry tells all in his books, there's so much. And I'm like, wait, is this true? Because I could believe this. I could believe Harry. it 100%. Like the thing about Harry is you could always tell Harry's been a bit spicy. He has, you he know, has he's been a bit, been a bit spicy. But what bit. he's doing right now, I think is a bit disgusting. It's going a bit too far. To, it's becoming pandering. Do you know what's <laughs> funny? that another thing this is so tangential i was speaking to my sisters about this yeah because we were catching up over the book yeah that was how i learned about the word todger i don't know what that means it means it refers to a certain part of the male anatomy as a todger (laughs) caucasian sisters you and your peeps are different different different. (laughs) my sister she was like i didn't need to hear this story about his todger and i was like what what's a todger but why would they call it that? I googled it. She's like, yeah, yeah, Google it. I googled it and I said, you know what? I too didn't need to know about this story about. But what's the link, girl? Um, it was like a whole story about him and his his thingy freezing when he went on. uh, I can't remember what it was. I think he went on like heard of that happening to men actually. Yeah, he went on like a skiing trip or something like that. Yeah, something about his todger. And he didn't want it to be on like the news or anything like that. So he had to keep it as just all sorts of un- like details. That was like, Damn. But you know what? He said it's a tell all book. And, and he's telling you know all. What? I hear it because if he said the press is not going to get this, he said, y'all going to get everything. You're going to buy it from Todger. me. How do you Todger and all. Todger and all. Shout out to Prince Harry. Um, we, I mean, spare is not an official recommendation of the Two My Sisters podcast. But if you want to read it, it's not going to be on the mailing list. Um, but if you want to read it in your own time, you can. You can yeah. do that. But that's another thing. And I guess it goes back to your first uh, point about like... um 
being exposing like being there just your life being online and i think as somebody who tries to create transparent content as people who try to have transparent conversations here on the podcast i do think one of my biggest social media icks is when people share their life for attention rather than to help people and i think social media in general whether you're a creator or not is full of a lot of attention seeking and a lot of like why did anyone have to know that? Like apart from you using it as an example or like to share a message or, you know, whatever. Why would you put that out there? Oh, like social media is not your journal. It's not a diary. Like it's not. And and I'm saying this not necessarily because the people viewing it become uncomfortable, but because for you, um, it's not helpful like I remember um, I saw on someone's story recently that apparently Issa Rae regrets writing so much about her personal life in her her book when she was younger or like in interviews and in articles because now she's older and people know that information Mm. about her and it's like uh, social media is really a forever thing right and people can easily hold ammunition against you based on things that you've confessed in wrong timing that's so good and you know what just even thinking about that whole ammo situation, mm. right? That's what fuels a lot of cancel culture in that we can be so reckless about the things that we share online mm. and, you know, on social media. Whilst this may have been hip and cool and part of the community then, give it five years and they'll, they will absolutely wring your backside out for filth. I hear it, but hear me out on this one, yeah? Whilst I hear it, cancel culture is another one of my social media icks. Ooh. Do tell. <laughs> my thing is and this is not for the obscene like anti-semitism racist like like um homophobic like pull no it's down. not for the e- yeah oh, hundred <laughs> turn the whole pull out all the plugs elon pull them all out <laughs> that i'm not talking about that i am talking about um like for example someone like nella rose mm. or people who tweet something out of i'm gonna say it like youthful ignorance or because at the time right. it is fun and then you know you progress five years and everyone has gone to uni they've read books like we didn't learn about critical race theory till we were what maybe 17 and that right. was on our own volition of picking up a malcolm x book do you get what i mean so it's not necessarily and then going to university it's not necessarily that people were saying it out of them being mad yeah. bad it was yeah, because yeah, they yeah. were ignorant do you get what i mean so i think one of the things about cancel culture is not that it's not completely necessary i just think that people are a bit hypocritical in their application of it and it becomes a bit more of a witch hunt and virtue signaling than it is about justice and progression and i think that when people aren't allowed to like develop as people and change their ideas and yes you should go back and apologize and to be fair i feel like everyone should just delete their old tweets because people are out in the streets with pitch pitchforks and all of that and i but i do think that cancel culture can just be a bit uh, like you're only coming for these people because now they have a uh, (laughs) like you're you're coming for people because they have a public platform now and you're going to go digging in their past but if people went digging in your past you probably haven't always been the same person with the same views do you i mean like think about the banter we used to have when we were in year nine problematic if people could hear the things that we used to say around lunch tables problematic and it, it wasn't that we were bad people it was just that we're echoing off of the banter of the day, do you know what I mean? And I, like, I think to myself in five, 10 years, some people are going to come back and listen to this podcast and be like, that was mad problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? And it's like, please don't cancel us. We don't know. Like, we don't know what's we, coming in the future. But you know what? That's, oh, 
we're on a like <laughs> it's, it's giving wave yeah. right the wave but what that also leads to right is the fact that there are whilst you know social media has been a great equalizer mm. and it has given rise to so much democratic power it means that there's a lot of people that are self-professed experts coming on social media coming online sharing thoughts sharing you know lots of stuff when really we should be sharing prayers for them Ooh. only to again Ring have them <laughs> whilst again i'm a big believer in the people i'm a big believer in democracy i'm uh-huh. a big believer in you know decentralized power mm. however what i am not a big believer in is any tom dick and harry just coming on social media and saying i can get you xyz follow me because i'm an expert it's given rise to so many people who are coming up and saying they are experts with no results Mm. they are coming up and saying that they are experts with no kind of training Mm. no nothing no they don't even have testimonials the testimonials are fake there is a high rise of fraudulent behavior allowing these people to pose themselves as experts and because of that opaqueness of social media it has so many people that are falling victims to fraud that are falling victims to heartbreak that are falling victim to these narratives that are being perpetuated in these echo chambers and social media Mm. because they believe in these self-professed experts Mm. it's social media has given rise to the greatest mlm schemes we Mm. have seen (laughs) in our time (laughs) the greatest Mm, i hear it Big ick. I hear it. Now, every every time I hear Forex, ew. (laughs) But you know what? That's again, social media. Every time I hear relationship, ew. But yeah, (laughs) I hear it now. But I do think to a degree that decentralization, you could use a a knife to butter bread or to kill someone. Do you get what I mean? Like, I think it's one of them ones where it's given a lot of people opportunity and just platform to share very valid messages and very valid thoughts. And I think the nature of the world we're living in now is what does it really mean to be qualified? Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Because of the nature of the jobs that exist or the Mm -hmm. professions Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. careers that people can make, what does it really mean to be qualified qualified. in anything? You know? Um, yeah, so that's a bit of our social media existence. Let us know. Let us know in the comments here on YouTube. Tweet us. You know, shout us on Instagram. What are your social media ics? What do you see online that just makes you think? <laughs> oh, disgusting. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Aside from you, yeah. Jenny. Jen, Jen. <laughs> I've even given her another nickname. I hope all is well with you. Jen squared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the meat and bones of the convo then. Yes. How does one firstly clear out their 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 social media space? So whether mm-hmm. that be their YouTube description mm-hmm. box, their mm-hmm. Instagram follower mm-hmm. feed, their uh TikTok, whatever it is, because we were having a conversation about this in our kitchen the other day. Like yep. we have got very clean like suggestion feeds. Like when when social media's sites suggest things to us they're quite wholesome they're quite good and that comes down to curation right but also i know we have actively had to do a bit of clearing out of certain stuff so how does one kind of identify what needs to go what Mm. needs to needs to stay especially in the realm of not just content they're consuming but also the people that they follow even if they're not public figures but actually people in their lives those are the what do you call it the hidden foxes because (laughs) do you know have you ever had those moments on like say a twitter or something and you see some out of pocket tweet and you're like how did this who somebody retweeted like it this? onto your feet. Yeah. Even a like from somebody. Yeah. I'm like, who? Yeah. 
Anyways, we'll return to that in a second. <laughs> in terms of curating your feed with anything, it's all about intentionality and understanding what are the results that you want to glean from your consumption. In the same way that, you know, when you're ordering on a takeaway menu, you're very much like, I want to enjoy this particular food because I know that it will produce this particular feeling for me. It might be you want to get the extra cookies. You might want to get, you know, the nice high protein, whatever it is. It's about understanding what is the effect of this? What is the effect that I want this to have on me? And I think that sometimes we see social media as something quite passive mm-hmm. when it's actually something very active. Mm-hmm. And we underestimate the fact that this is consumption. Mm-hmm. And the thing about consumption is, baby, that's going to show. Mm-hmm. It will show over time that you have been consuming particular in the same way, again, with your diet, for example, it will show that if you've been having particularly oily foods and you are acne prone that, you know, the acne is going to start flaring. It will show that if you have been, you know, having a high protein diet, for example, that you may build muscle mass after time, it will show what you've been consuming. So being mindful of the fact that social media consumption has creative power in your own life and it actually impacts you greatly is important. So Having recognized that, what effect do you want that consumption to have on you? For me personally, there are a couple of things that I would like from when I consume social media. A big one is I like to laugh. I like funny things. Yeah. I like, you know, humor. I love memes. So of course I'm going to like memes. I'm going to follow meme pages, but only appropriate ones because there are some dark, yeah, dark web. Dark There's places. some dark and dark humor is a bit helter skelter sometimes. So I like the wholesome memes, the TikToks that make me chuckle, you know, those relatable everyday type memes, right? I also want to be f- feeling fulfilled, right? So I want to um, engage with folks that are interested in the same pursuits that I'm interested in, right? So that's things like fitness. I'm interested in that. Um, I'm a Christian. I'm going to consume Christian content. I'm going to be listening to and watching sermons mm. actively. Um, I'm going to be watching women that I really, really like or have inspired me in some way. And it's funny because you actually build up a real relationship with those kind of content creators and you build up a real like understanding and a real appreciation for their work because now it's not just that I came across this video, but it's a, I actually appreciate the work that you're doing, the content that you're creating and how much it's actually impacting me. Um, I also consume social media because I actually want to support the people that I care about. So I'm an avid follower of, if you haven't already, in fact... If you're new here, Shout it must to all be the sisters that did recently subscribe though, because I saw a huge spike a on my channel. Spike. I was like, oh my god. Get CDB to 100 k If you get listen, guys, oh, if we get guys. CDB to 100 k we'll throw a party for you. Oh get her to 100 k <laughs> No, 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 get her to 100 k We'll throw a party. Dead ass. Come back to this video. I appreciate that. Come back Not to this video. A party. Okay. I've been, I can say I'm a proud follower of CDB's <laughs> content since uni days. Yes. I've been watching her since YouTube. Yes. I've grown with her. I'm even just like so overwhelmed <laughs> to be on the same couch with her Shut right up. now. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> but those kind of things, right? Even when we're thinking about social media, if you do have friends or family that are creating content or doing things on social media that is really pivotal to the work that they're doing in real life, mm. support them. It's mm. not even just about, oh, if you come across it, you like it. Yeah. follow them but what if it's bad if it's bad we'll come to that you in a second. It. that's all the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> in terms of getting rid of the bad stuff and yeah. doing the spring cleaning it's very much about self-awareness so i literally went through like a week um ages ago where i noted down what are the things that i'm coming across that make me feel uncomfortable make me feel um 
upset, sometimes even trigger old insecurities mm. and stuff like that. It's actually perfectly fine. So if you find that you're a person, um, for example, that it can be quite triggering to have to look at all of these like high fashion supermodels all the time mm. because that's not your reality, maybe you can just mute that or you can just curate your feed in a way that you don't have to see it as regularly. Mm. If you're somebody that's struggling with, for example, lust and it's mm. something you're trying to minimize, again, eliminate it completely. Your mm. access to, I know folks be, I don't know what happened, but just like on Tumblr, folks be retweeting pornography yeah, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. I'm yeah. seeing a lot of just like yeah, 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 shady yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shady stuff. And obviously to each their own. But me personally, I don't want to have access to that because it's not having the effect on me that I would like. Um, right. So if it is something that is triggering for you mm. it's all about eliminating those triggers so it might be a muting it might be a blocking mm. it might be a you know on instagram they have them three little dots is this appropriate no, no don't yeah, show me yeah. this again yeah. actively doing that and removing those triggers and those sources of triggers and you'll find yourself actually feeling lighter uplifted happier Perhaps. so that's specific content styles where it can become tricky is the content producers mm, right mm-hmm. or the folks that are liking things that are inappropriate that yeah. are within your network or yeah. i have a three strike rule personally mm. even if we are close not even close let's deal with the people that are on the outer circle so acquaintances people that you may know and all that kind of stuff that are maybe retweeting inappropriate things or all of that kind of stuff mm. that warrants a soft block in my opinion three strikes and it's a soft block in the case of it may be a muting It may be a, I'm going to ignore this profile. You're perfectly within your rights to do that. Mm. And I would encourage you to do that so Mm. you don't see that content. Mm. For those that you are close to, depending on the nature of the content that they are retweeting or sharing or liking, Mm. it may be worth raising up to them. So for example, if you do have friends that you're both, you know, trying to, I don't know, stay celibate, for example, and you're constantly seeing them liking certain things that are inappropriate, you've got to flag it to them. Depending on obviously proximity, you need to flag it to them and be like, yo, I'm trying to do a thing here. I can see your tweets. <laughs> you know, you get what I'm saying? I don't want to be that awkward person. But there's been times where like my friends will like certain questionable things. I will send it to their DMs right away and be like, yo, what's good? (laughs) Are you guys okay? Like, what do we need to have a conversation about this? Or is there any way that I can support you in, you know, obviously you've expressed to me that you have this particular goal, but I've seen time and time again that it's becoming a trend that you're enjoying this kind of content. Is there any way I can support you? So it's not even necessarily like a, you're causing me to fall. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, like your yeah, content, yeah. but it's a, how do we deal with this together? That's good. So I would definitely recommend that. And then I would also recommend on top of all of this stuff, as much as I too, am a creator, I'm somebody that's on social media frequently, yeah. actually ensuring that you have dedicated times of usage of social media and dedicated times to stay away from social media. Much like anything, the detail and the devil is in the dosage. I think that sometimes when you spend all of your life engaging with social media, that's when reality and social media start to blend together and you forget what it feels like and what it means to really enjoy a life that isn't dictated to you by vanishing trends, vanishing content, vanishing thoughts. Mm. So, um, one thing that I have stuck to last year, I don't typically like like to go on social media right away, but one thing that I've taken over from last year to this year is I'm not on social media until 11 a.m. like minimum. Mm. Only if it's an emergency or only if, you know, 
there's something that I need to do on social media in particular. Mm. But typically, I don't like to go on social media very, very early in the morning. Mm. And typically, I don't like to be on social media very, very late at night. And that's because for me personally, I know I've got a lot of things to do. I know that social media can be very distracting to me. I can spend hours laughing, memes, TikToks. Yeah, My friends have seen it. I'd be sending TikToks. At, I used to be sending TikToks. I still do sometimes. Be sending TikToks at the most wildest times of the evening. Mm-hmm. And it's very much about self-awareness. When do you work the best? Um, how, what effect is this producing mm. on you? And for me, I know that if I use it too much or if I overuse social media, it prevents me from feeling productive during the day. It impacts my general mental health and well-being. Um, and also it's really time consuming. So that is what I would say around yeah, that's that. Good. I have talked quite a while, but that's all right. <laughs> it's courts. Yeah, <laughs> what would you say? I say that like, spot on i think you have to remember your feed is created by you right however there's a balance to that which is social media will continue to put things in front of your face right and these algorithms are depending on you telling them what you do and do not like and we can do that actively or subconsciously so subconsciously you can do it through continuing to consume you don't have to even engage but as soon as people see that this thing has your attention and it has retained Mm -hmm. your attention it will continue to feed you that but then there's the active engagement which is you know liking commenting saving sharing um all of those things that you do where you're actively participating and acting on and responding to the things that you have seen which also tell these algorithms and these fees like hey this is stuff that i like but i do think we have to pay attention in giving good balance to the active engagement rather than the subconscious because we can easily become you can just start dead scrolling and the more you're watching the more you're fed in the more these things have captivated you the more they're also fed to you and it can kind of feel like a trap so I would say switch to being an active social media user in the sense that as you are you know watching stuff everything that you watch decide is this something that I like if you Mm. like it like it if you are not interested in it one of my favorite features on TikTok in particular is getting that um those three dots and being like I'm not interested in this and I know some people can say well that's kind of it's long like it's very long to decide after every video do I want this do I not want this but I think that that really does set the tone for what you are continuing to be fed Um, and that's how you become someone who actively curates your social media and it just takes a key word which we always say when it comes to your personal development which is intentionality because if you're not careful you're just going to be dead scrolling for the rest of your life and your screen time is going to be through the roof and before you realize it you're stuck in that cycle because it keeps feeding you stuff that's going to retain your attention, whether that's pimple popping, animal videos, (laughs) children videos, like whatever it is. And it's like, you're just, you're so enamored by what it is that you are seeing that you're forgetting to really question whether this is helping you, whether it's helping your productivity, helping your mental health, et cetera. So I would, personally say you have to give these uh, you need to start making these algorithms work for you Mm. because social media is going to continue to push stuff in front of your face regardless and they're going to do it based on your subconscious scrolling and so I think it's important for you to really actively shape your feed by saying I'm interested in this I'm not interested in that as much as this may have been entertaining I know if I view more content like this it's going to be toxic for me as much as that tea and that gossip was really entertaining I know I really get engrossed in a good story 
story and I'll be following this thing for hours and hours and hours. And at the end of it, I wouldn't have gained anything. I wouldn't have gained any knowledge. It wouldn't have helped me on my glowing and growing journey. Um, and that's important. And I love that you preface it by saying like, you have to know what's important to you. And a huge thing that's important to me as well is laughing. Mm. But I think it's important to know that you are laughing at the right thing <laughs> because you don't want your character to be destroyed by the fact that you got caught in the gutter. <laughs> In terms of the things that you were finding entertaining, especially if it's degrading or derogatory mm. or like, even though, you know, season three, we were out here shouting worst, world star, worst star, worst star, whatever. Um, you, if that's not in alignment with the character you want to have, <laughs> then you don't really want to be consuming it too much. And so I think it's important to kind of look at yourself and say, okay, my social media whether I like it or not, is going to really help shape who I am because it's so full of information that the more you're exposed to certain things, the more you kind of morph into those yeah. things. Um, it changes your language. Like I stay quoting TikToks all day long. Like I'll be holding my gods and I'll be like, oh, you're so cute, purr. <laughs> like all of these. <laughs> he be looking up. <laughs> Who is this? What did she talk about? Sound like a kid. <laughs> Literally, I've heard that before. <laughs> um, but that's because what I'm viewing is also morphing me. It's morphing my language. It's morphing my belief system. It's morphing um, or it's shaping my perception of the world and the way I'm navigating it um, and so I think it's important to have a critical point of view an intentional approach when it mm. comes to your social media consumption in particular and I do think it's important to also have a guard on how much social media that you actually consume like right. Renee was outlining I do think it can become second nature to us and somebody was saying this on Sunday that social media has created this culturally induced ADHD where it's like every two seconds what's happening yeah, what's happening on? what's happening Open and off. you're getting distracted and you're flicking through apps and i don't know sometimes i get like very i just get hyper active in terms of my social media consumption i'll be watching something on my ipad something else is on my laptop yeah, something yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. open tiktok on my yeah. phone it's like babe what are you, what are you doing? doing you'll be like, on the phone to somebody but watching something and then listening to something in the and then you want to open an app to them be like oh what's happening on tiktok it's like have you forgotten you're watching a film like, like <laughs> you're, you're going through a lot and I do think that that begins to shape your brain a bit in terms of how much you can focus and then it becomes hard to focus on work it hard, becomes hard to focus even in relationships you get bored a lot quicker and so I think understanding that these things may feel very tempting and social media is literally it is engineered to be addictive as much as it is addictive and you can mm. get sucked into that wormhole. It's actually your responsibility to keep yourself out. And that brings me to my last point around curation, which is social media and your consumption of it is really your responsibility. Right. As much as we can criticize what creators put out there, as much as we can say, you know, people shouldn't do X, Y, Z, or these conversations or this language is harmful. Um, our use of social media is our own responsibility, which is why we go so ham on when people use it recklessly, because we believe they should be more responsible. However, it's also for us to be responsible with our usage and also protecting our hearts and protecting our minds in terms of what we are exposed to. And it's much easier to control your behavior than to dictate somebody else's and so really taking a step back and being like you know what what can I do to make mm. this situation healthier for me mm -hmm. and having that kind of selfish approach that says there are some things that happen on the internet Renee will come to me like oh did you see this, this? I know <laughs> 
I am living in my own world, my own world. like my own world. And social media is that it's a room for you to create your own, oftentimes even ideal world where you're inspired by the content you see, you are entertained by the content you see, you're empowered by the content that you mm. see. Um, and some people may think, nah, that's not what social media is for. It's there for the drama. That's fine. But also guard your mind and your heart in that aspect of things and knowing that that is also influencing the person that you are becoming and the way that you may even handle conflict in real life because often what we see online as much as online reflects society society is reflecting what happens online and so you may start to do that you may start falling in you may start falling into those traps of being the person who doesn't understand how to argue with nuance with tact with respect um you may just come for people's appearances you may start coming and making banter out of things which aren't even funny you know um and so taking time to understand that you really are what you consume um but really making your social media your curation your responsibility if you see something you don't like don't be don't be shy that block list anybody anybody can get it oh is above blocking anybody can get it bro anybody could get blocked anybody can get muted anybody can get soft blocks whatever it is anyone can get that not interested not it's not personal social media shouldn't be don't take it personally this is for my mental health for my spiritual health for my glowing and growing journey i can't consume this content so someone else somewhere they're going to be your biggest fan it just can't be me i can't take part in this and i think seeing social media as you creating your own ecosystem your own digital ecosystem is really really important So the last thing I wanted to touch on was how to apply critical thinking to social media, because as much as you can be like, no, I don't want to see this block, delete, mute, not interested. Mm. Some things are going to find their way in front of your eyes. Right. Um, And so how do you then see those things and not be too affected by them or actually know? Because as much as sometimes you don't want to engage sometimes you have to sometimes right, it's a right. matter of justice just you have a conviction for about sure, something sure. and you want to speak up and speak out and i really do encourage for people to do that because people who are stupid have so much energy and so much loudness and it's like oh let's be the bigger people let's be quiet sometimes you've got to put people in their place 110%. Actually. and so how do you apply critical thinking um to to the internet Oh, great stuff. I love me a little critical, critical thinking conversation. (laughs) Um, So critical thinking comes from the word critical, which comes from critique, which means... The whole etymology of the word. We got to think, guys. We got to think. And when I say we got to think, it means not just I've thought something and I must say it, but it's an actual rumination. Pensive. Mm. Take some time. I think one of the most important tenets of critical thinking is taking time, okay? Just because you are constantly engaging with content that is like very, very speedy, something that's always so readily available, it it gives us the impression or it creates the impression that you need to respond straight away. Right. So I think the first thing to consider when you're thinking about critically thinking and applying that to social media is timing. Mm. Do I need to respond to this straight away? Mm. And do I have the resources that I need to respond to this in a way that is actually conducive to whatever is in front of me, but also conducive to who I want to present myself as Mm. in real life and online? Mm. Just that should stop some thoughts straight (laughs) because 
I don't know about you, but there's definitely been some times where there will be things that mm-hmm. I see on, you know, the internet, on social media, and I want to respond straight away because maybe it's triggered some kind of negative emotion. Comments, yeah. Hello. You're ready to curse somebody out on the internet. I know there are some of you that, you know, you stay cursing, but <laughs> there are some of us that are kind of like, I don't want to be that person in like in real life, yeah. but I also don't want to be that person online. online. In order to not be that person, you've got to think, Is my immediate reaction representative of who I want to present myself as and my character overall? If not, you've got to stop and you've got to pause. Another central tenet of critical thinking is information and resourcing. Do you have enough information? Do you feel like you have actually collected enough perspective, enough viewpoints to have a cohesive, coherent and comprehensive answer for the the, question? issue in question Mm. I think sometimes we are in such a rush to share and this is not to invalidate personal experience I think lived and personal experiences are often the most powerful bases of knowledge that we can call to when we are engaging online or whatever however sometimes we engage with content and we misunderstand the content because we haven't engaged with anything else have you actually cross-referenced? Have you cross-checked? This person's thoughts online or whatever, it might not even necessarily you need more information on the topic that they've shared. Mm. It might be that you need more information on the person that has shared it. Case in point, it may be somebody that is a known troll on the internet that is sharing a particular, you know, viewpoint. Whether it would be conducive or not to engage with them depends on, is this something that is out of character for them? Is this an issue of um, life or death? Is this a justice issue? Or is this them simply perpetuating narratives and they've actually shown through, you know, historical um, engagements that they're not willing to listen and Mm. they're not willing to converse. Mm. That's where, when we're thinking about like cross-referencing, it's very much about, is it worth actually engaging based on the information that I have on the person or the topic Mm. or sometimes both. Sometimes it's actually better for you to just, you know, I'm gonna sit this one out. There are certain topics that I'll come up on the internet that I'm just like, I am not engaging. I have capacity to engage, but critically thinking, it would not be useful for me to engage because of those reasons. Either the person is not willing to listen and actually have a conversation about it, or I don't feel like I'm equipped enough to have a conversation mm. about this. Um, so those are two things that you want to consider when thinking about critically applying that kind of thinking to social media. And then... I guess very much part and parcel to what I've just said, but picking your battles wisely. Sometimes it's not even just about the information available, but are you ready to actually engage with this content? Are you in the particular mindset that you need to engage with this concept, this content? Um, What are the emotions? What are, um, what are the things that are rising up in you as a result of engaging with this content or seeing these things online? I I think it's very important that we are transparent about the fact that sometimes when we engage in content, we may feel jealous, we may feel angry, we may feel some kind of emotion that may actually lead our engagement with that content, mm. which would lead to a very, very negative reaction and may actually impact the people that are already engaging in that content. So for example, it may be the most innocuous post. It may be somebody has, you know, just bought a house or something mm. really good has happened in somebody else's life. However, because of the emotion that it's triggering in you, you may not be ready to actually engage in a way that would actually be appropriate, such as congratulating the person, sharing their post. In fact, you may even feel bitter. That's a valid emotional um, response. But the critical thinking, the application of that is, is it appropriate for me to respond now? And would my response be appropriate for that particular content? If the answer is no, it's perfectly fine for you to just, you know, close the app, take some time, 
process, understand why you're feeling this particular mm. way. And then when what feels like the more appropriate and actual nicer approach um, rises in you, then you can go back, congratulate the person, send yeah. the comments, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. So being not just critical about what you're consuming and whether you should engage, but also critical about your actual um, sense of well-being, mm. your happiness, um, the way that you're feeling internally before you engage with content um, is super, super important. Yeah, so that's good. those are a couple of things that I can yeah. do. Yeah, I think all I would add is like, be understand that everything is coming from a subjective place right and so as much as and it feeds into what we were talking about last week as much as people can share their experiences as fact it doesn't make it objective fact and so just because you know people talk in these grand statements and these grand sweeping you know very generalizing statements it doesn't necessarily make it true it doesn't mm. necessarily make it applicable to the reality of your situation either mm -hmm. and so realizing that the internet is beautiful because it doesn't really have borders, right? You're hearing stories and experiences from different people in different countries, different social classes, different economic situations, mm -hmm. different political situations, different um, from different cultures where they have different norms and values. You're hearing so many different perspectives. It's important to remind yourself that you're hearing this particular piece of content from somebody who has a completely different perception of the world and experience with the world than you and so it helps you to kind of not take everything so personally because it doesn't resonate with your personal experience right. it's kind of being like you know what I believe this to be true for you it's not necessarily true for me so then I don't really need to accept it and I don't necessarily need to fight you on whether it's a valid truth because I understand it's a truth for you right and that's actually okay um the internet is filled with a lot of voices and it can feel very overwhelming so sometimes you may want to limit the amount of voices that you can hear but i also don't think you should shy away from hearing opposing voices and opposing thoughts but do be ready if you desire to to engage in good conversation with people and i think that that's just a a bigger critique of social media in general because of a lot of the short form content which we're exposed to now people can't necessarily write whole blog posts or linkedin articles whilst you can not many people are going to read it you can't write all these long form things about what you think it's only a very niche category of people who will have the time and the attention span and the dedication to actually listen to your full explanation of your thoughts um however we're living in a short form world right a tweet a tiktok a 30 second video a reel is going to spread way faster and way further and sometimes that leads to misunderstanding mm. even comments the comment section is limited in terms of characters that you can type like it's very you have to take these things with a grain of salt and I think what's inevitable with a culture that's like that social media culture which is like that is misunderstanding mm. and so don't be so shaken if you are misunderstood not everybody in the world is going to like you not everybody in the world is going to think like you and that's okay and it's something that I've had to come more to terms with as somebody who I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a people pleaser but I don't like to be disliked and so with that I have kind of had to just accept that the journeys of the world are going to exist the people in the world who don't like you and don't agree with you are going to exist and it doesn't make your opinion any less valid especially mm. if you are convicted about it however I should always be open to like 
having other thoughts and applying a degree of nuance. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing which social media sometimes lacks, which is people trying to see things from other perspective or all the perspectives that actually exist. And so really remind yourself that as somebody who is trying to think critically, your opinion is not the only valid opinion. Your experience is not the only valid experience. And that goes both ways as somebody who's putting something out there and also someone who is consuming a piece of content. Um, And sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow because we want to understand things we want things to fit perfectly into our world the world doesn't work like that life doesn't work like that um and that's that's okay that's what adds a bit of spice and variety you know um but what's also beautiful about that is you don't have to feed into it so if you see something that's like this is completely off you don't have to feed into that you don't have to follow that you don't need to be a part of that corner of the internet it's fine go and find your people go and find the place that makes you happy Mm. um that's what i'd say about social media in general lovely place great place gotta love it gotta hate it sometimes crazy yeah well sisters we've come to the end of that episode i feel like i got some stuff on my chest off my chest yeah, it felt very um therapeutic yeah we hope that you enjoyed it we hope that you loved it if you did you already know deal you could come and engage in conversation with us <laughs> down in the comment section here on youtube or you can follow us on instagram come the on lovely now. lady who's got her puff out gracing us today on oh my rights is at renee kapuku and you can follow me at cd Boating if you want to follow our personal growing and growing journeys but if you want to stay a part of the system and the community we want you to be a part of it follow at to my sisterhood everywhere absolutely everywhere genuinely not in person though don't, don't come looking for us in person you, you it's a bit creepy. Us. <laughs> if you see us outside they do say hi no if you do see us outside please say yeah hi. We always love it when folks approach us and they go listen to your podcast yeah, really hi. oh my gosh uh, so yeah please do approach us but of course please 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 join the mailing list www.tomysisters.com it's as simple as that as simple as a tap 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 and yeah. you're part of the mailing list simple where we share our weekly tips for glowing and growing as well as just keep you abreast of all the things that are happening in tms world so don't miss out and make sure you are part of our community for real otherwise sisters we hope you have a fabulous excellent and blessed week ahead curate those feeds baby keep us at the top of it but you know everybody else Ah. not everybody (laughs) not everybody that'd be crazy (laughs) but if you did have to prioritize keep us at the top hallelujah bless you god bless anyways (laughs) sisters have a fabulous week and we'll be with you next week bright and early so until then keep glowing and And growing. growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com